churches know you've got to provide a safety harness. But what they don't understand is that you have to provide all of the equipment in order to provide a safe workplace. Hello and welcome to another episode of Law and Church, a podcast for church leaders. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with Josh Bryant, managing attorney at Church General Counsel and an ordained pastor. Hey, Josh, as you mentioned in our last episode, it is National Safety Month, and uh, we're really excited because it's kind of been a theme that we're going on a few episodes here of how churches can make sure to be complying legally with uh, safety issues, but um, our last episode of mental health and it's making sure that we're complying with that and being gracious to those that are in in the ministry, I think was a great episode. So if you haven't heard that one, make sure you guys go back and, and listen to that. But uh, today we're going to be uh, kind of jumping into a few different things. So how obviously churches can um, comply with safety laws. Can you kind of tee up our, our episode there, Josh? Yeah. So a lot of times, especially when we're talk, talking about safety in the workplace, the, the OSHA stuff, occupational safety and, and health administration, those regulations and the law that Congress passed in order to create uh, occupational uh, safety and health standards, uh, that automatically pops into our heads. And so we started with mental health, but now we're talking about occupational safe and, uh, safety and health uh, issues. And so as we go into that, a lot of churches uh, you know, it has been a long time since I've walked into a church uh, where I have noticed, wow, they are are complying with OSHA regulations. Uh, you know, and there are a lot of times where I'll walk into a church and I will see, um, you know, some sort of chemical solvent uh, just on uh, on a top counter in the bathroom where, uh, you know, anybody could get to it. And that's a violation of OSHA regulations. And so we, we see a lot of these regulations that they really need to be addressed in the church. Um, and so the, the problem though is that a lot of times we don't even know that those regulations exist. Uh, and, and so probably the biggest danger is we don't know what we don't know. And that's why I'm really pleased to announce that we've got a course. Uh, and if you haven't checked this out, go to lawandchurch.com and, and see this, but we've got a course uh, on just about every safety thing that you need to know, because that's really our biggest danger right now is we don't know what we don't know. Uh, and, and that's where it's going to jump in and bite us. Uh, and so we're going to kind of scratch the surface here in the podcast, but let me encourage you to go check out um, the course that we have on Lawn Church. Um, it, it is a great resource for church leaders uh, to be able to know exactly what laws and what regulations they need to comply with uh, and how to build a safety program and build a safety culture in your church so that we don't have accidents that are driving up workers' compensation insurance costs that are taking staff members out of the workplace um, or are creating situations in which uh, our guests, our members can be injured or hurt in some fashion when they come onto our campuses. Absolutely. And what is the, uh, the classic saying of ignorance of the law? no excuse or no excuse yeah no absolutely excuse. So. yeah and and as as a, we've talked about this in past episodes but your church you know how much of a how much how do, good does it look on your church when you guys are complying with all of those safety laws and making sure that you're in the know and that kind of stuff so i'm excited for that course as well so make sure you guys go check that out um but let's go ahead and jump into the uh the first topic here so better churches fulfill their general duty to provide a safe workspace right and so the overarching kind of umbrella of the Occupational Safety and Health Act is that employers, including churches, there's no exemption here for religious organizations, employers have a general duty to provide a safe 
and a healthy workspace for uh, for their employees. Okay, and that can cover a wide range. I mean, it's meant to be kind of a catch-all. And so, with whatever metaphor you use, whether it's an umbrella or a catch-all, it's designed to make sure that you, as employer, provide a safe place for everyone on your staff to work. Uh, and so better churches are, are those that are fulfilling those obligations, fulfilling those duties to provide a safe workspace. Uh, specifically, what we want to talk about during National Safety Month is that that general duty requirement includes the requirement that you provide an ergonomically effective office space. Okay. Uh, now, what does that mean? Well, a lot of times, yeah, there are issues in the churches when we're talking about OSHA issues. We're talking about chemicals that, you know, cleaning supplies that need to be locked up. And we're talking about safety harnesses that need to be worn when we're on the lifts, changing the lights way up in the in the ceiling. And, um, you know, what do we need to do when we're cleaning snow off the roof or snow off of a, a sidewalk and things like that? Yes, those things do come into play. But in the church, when we're talking about our employees, specifically our, our staff members, our clergy, uh, we're really talking about an office environment uh, and our our secretaries or ministry assistants or uh, human resources folks and account accounting and, and, you know, those who are keeping the books, things like that. They're all work, uh, you know, office spaces. Uh, and so we've got to be cognizant of the fact that our responsibility, that general duty that we have to provide a safe workspace includes the responsibility to make sure that it's ergonomically effective, that we're not creating uh, an environment in which people are going to develop carpal tunnel uh, or a hunched back or, um, you know, weight problems or uh, deep vein thromboses or anything like that. These, these muscular, musculoskeletal disorders uh, is what OSHA specifically refers to them as, but um, these, these disorders that are caused by sitting at a desk, looking at a computer screen and talking on the phone and things like that. So we, we've got to make sure our workspaces are created in such a fashion and that we provide our uh, staff members with the resources they need to work in an ergonomically safe uh, environment. And so we're going to talk today about ergonomics. It's an exciting topic, Josh. It's very uh, exciting. Hey, you know, the, the raisable <laughs> desk where you can stand up, man, that's the new thing. That I, is. I, hey, don't you have one of those? I have one. I, yeah. I do have one. Uh, so, and unfortunately, it's, it's not at my social distancing office. It's at my actual office. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, one of these days I'll actually be able to go and go back and get it. But yeah. uh, in, in any case, uh, yeah, those, those standing desks, that in and of itself can take care of a whole lot because you can then, it, as part of your safety program where you're creating ergonomic workspaces, employees can stand up uh, yeah, and, yeah. and get off, uh, get, you know, get out of a chair and get out of that sedentary position uh, when, when doing their work. And so that one piece of equipment is, uh, it's, it, it's is, important. Is a good start. And I, and I joke, obviously, I, but it is one of those things that we've all experienced it. Those that have worked at a desk for long periods of time, and especially now in a quarantine state or, you know, kind of where we're at currently, uh, you know, you're behind a computer, eight hours of the day when you're maybe typically, you know, driving to the office, getting out, stretching a little bit of whatever it is, you know, a lot of us are just sitting. And so yeah. um, it's very, very important that our employees understand, you know, how to help themselves ways that they can. And so um, we have a few of those things uh, to obviously educate our employees. So that is very important, correct? Yes, absolutely. Better churches are going to train their employees on ergonomics uh, because the more employees know, the more likely they're going to avoid that harm. Uh, and so, you know, ultimately what we need to understand is that carpal tunnel can be a workers' compensation issue. Uh, it can also be an OSHA violation where you get cited and fined 
uh, by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration for not having a safe workspace. Some states even have agreements where their occupational safety and health standards supersede those of the federal government. And so you could be looking at state level problems or city level problems or county level problems uh, with, with those laws. And so in order to avoid those, the best thing you can do is just say, hey, we're going to talk about safe work. Uh, you're here, you're working, you're at the church. We're going to talk about what it means to work safely. And one of the things that you need to talk about is ergonomics. Uh, and so there are really four things that your staff needs to know. Okay. Everybody on your church staff needs to know this. And if you're the, you know, kind of a one man show and you're, you're the only staff member, you need to know this. And really volunteers need to know this as well, because uh, even volunteers that come under OSHA, but they could still have uh, you know, a situation where they get hurt uh, at the workplace, including an ergonomic problem, uh, and that's gonna, could require your insurance to pay. And so what we need to do is make sure that they understand, here's what ergonomics are, and here's how to uh, create an ergonomically safe place for you to work. And so four things they need to know. Number one, they must know common musculoskeletal disorders and their signs and symptoms. And so what is carpal tunnel? How does carpal tunnel um, happen? How can you adjust your workspace um, to do that. And we'll talk about that more, but what, what are the signs and symptoms of carpal tunnel back issues? Um, you know, joint issues that could be happening at the workplace. What are the signs and symptoms of those things? Second of all, they need to know the importance of reporting a musculoskeletal disorder as soon as possible. Uh, and so as part of your safety program, and we talk about this in the course ad nauseum uh, about how to create a, a safety program, but part of that has to be a reporting structure where people can report accidents or report injuries that may be work related. Uh, if you don't have that in place, that in and of itself is going to be uh, a problem uh, with OSHA and with workers' compensation. You've got to have a mechanism by which people report workplace injuries. So they have to know that it's exceptionally important that if they develop those signs and symptoms, they not only need to go see a doctor, they need to report that if it's even possible that that's a workplace injury. You need to know about that. Next thing, employees must know how to report uh, a musculoskeletal disorder in your church. And so it's not only a matter of knowing the importance of reporting it, it's actually importing, uh, reporting it. They have to report this to you. Uh, and in fact, there are some uh, employment lawyers who are going to tell you that it is a fireable offense if you do not report a workplace injury. Uh, it's that important that we have these kinds of, of mechanisms in place, not not only as, as a means of reporting, but insisting and enforcing that requirement that people report workplace injuries. And finally, employees have to know risk factors and the activities associated with work-related musculoskeletal disorders. And so they need to know uh, about proper height of a monitor and, and that you're Arms need to be at 90 degree angles when typing. Uh, they need to know the importance of, you know, proper placement of a mouse. I mean, we can get into a whole lot of detail here and really get into the weeds. We're not going to do that on the podcast, but they need to know those things uh, so that the workplace is set up in such a fashion that they don't develop those problems. They need to know that, hey, if you sit too long, you can develop lower back problems or back problems in general, that if you're constantly looking down at your phone, texting, and, and, and as you do your, your ministry-related work, uh, that it can create upper back problems and neck problems. And so they need to know those risks and know those activities that create those risks so that they can avoid them, so that they can engage in activities that are ergonomically safe, that promote good posture, and so forth. Uh, again, going back to the raising desk, that is an important 
thing to have uh, simply because it allows people to stand up. Um, having policies and programs in place that require a 10 minute break every hour or a five minute break every hour where you have to stand up, where you have to walk around. Um, you, you know, I've worked in, in some workspaces and some churches where uh, twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, it was a staff walk around. We're going to get up. We're going to walk around the church. Sometimes that's going to be a prayer walk. Hey, you can do spiritual and safety at the same time. Okay. Don't close your eyes. That's a safety problem. But you can you can walk around and you can pray uh, around your church uh, and get some exercise. And it, those types of things uh, are the activities that promote an ergonomically safe environment. And employees need to know what those are. So train your staff well. Absolutely. Josh, you kind of, you got me uh, shifting in my seat here. So I'm like 90 <laughs> degrees here. I want to make sure that I'm, but even just sitting up like that, it has, it feels better. Right. And we, we kind of go yeah. through these exercises and, and uh, you know, I at my job before too was a lot of driving. And so they talked about like, when you're in the car, like do these certain exercises, you know, if you're on long road trips or something like that, like make sure that you're, you're, doing these exercises to, uh, to help your posture, help your back, because it prevents a lot of, a lot of issues. And so, um, you know, we're kind of moving into the next topic of, you know, uh, better churches require employees to work safely and provide the tools necessary to do so. So it's, it's a lot of the talking about it, but if you're not helping provide them those tools uh, and just putting them out there on their own, like we need to be able to make sure that we're providing that for, for our employees. Absolutely. And you know what a lot of churches don't really make the connection here is, you, you know, you know, you're required that if you have a lift in your church that, you know, you go into the gym or the fellowship hall to change a light, you've got this lift and you've got to change the lights. Um, churches know you've got to provide a safety harness, but what they don't understand is that you have to provide all of the equipment in order to provide a safe workplace. And so that means it is the church's responsibility to provide monitor risers to get that monitor at the proper level to where you're not looking down at a monitor. It is the church's responsibility maybe to provide a standing desk if that's part of the safety program or if that's something that's necessary in order to provide an ergonomically safe environment, you need to provide that standing desk. Uh, but it's the church's responsibility to provide those tools necessary to have a safe work environment, not only in terms of you know gloves for handling chemicals or uh, gloves for doing landscaping work or a harness for doing uh, you know work at you know, with heights, uh, but providing the equipment necessary to have an ergonomically safe workspace as well. And so, uh, some ways you can do that: you can require, as we said, your employees to stand up and walk around every hour. Uh, that is not a bad thing to do. That That is a good requirement to have. You can provide those standing desks. You can uh, provide po proper typing equipment to avoid carpal tunnel. And so, you know, there are pads that go in front of your keyboard that can help. There are, uh, you know, things that will raise the back of the keyboard or, you know, uh, mouse pads that have, uh, you know, wrist rests and things like that. Provide that type of equipment. Provide back and knee braces for heavy lifting. Provide the helmets and the harnesses for work at heights. Provide all that other safety equipment. Better churches require that. And, and in the course, we talk an awful lot about building a safety culture. What you really need to understand is this starts at the top. This starts mm -hmm. with the senior pastor, the senior leader. It starts uh, even with committees. We are insisting on doing things in a healthy manner. And right now that may be wearing a mask. Uh, that can be an occupational safety issue right now in the midst of a pandemic is that we're going to require our employees to wear proper personal protective equipment uh, against pathogens. Uh, that may be part of it, but it starts at the top and you've really got to lead by example on this. 
uh, not only in practicing these things and having these tools, but providing them for all of your staff as well. Absolutely. Um, I think this has been a great episode, obviously, with um, you know, everything that they would need to, to make sure that our employees are taken care of, make sure that, you know, like I said, this is not, this is not the, uh, the most exciting fun topic, but it, it helps, it helps, especially down the line to prevent a lot of issues, um, that are, that everyone deals with. And so this was, this was great. Thank you so much, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. That's been another episode of Law and & Church, and all the resources we've talked about today will be in the show notes. Uh, you can get those show notes on the Church Law blog at thechurchlawgroup.com or on our podcast website at lawandchurch.com. And of course, the show notes will always be available in your favorite podcasting app. That's right. And go do us a favor. Please go subscribe and review to our podcast. Listen, our heart is for the local church, and there are church leaders who really need to hear this stuff. And your review and subscription of the podcast just makes it that much more likely. And Certainly, we're going to be talking about stuff next week uh, that you're going to want to hear as we go into more detail. So uh, your subscription is also going to help make sure that you have access to that. And so uh, go do that. And then also make sure to go join the Church Law Group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, search Law and Church, and you will find that group. You can also find the link in the show notes. Thanks, everyone. Yep. And we will uh, see you next week.